0: Oh, yeah, here I am. The original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast, we have my two-year-long business mentorship client, and now soul sister. She recently went to Madeira, Portugal with me. We had the time of our lives, and I'm actually really happy to call her a friend of mine now. Her name is Laura Noel. And if you're like most high-performance leaders, you're tired of being pulled in multiple directions with zero time left for yourself. And as a certified Proctor Gallagher coach and 27-year military leader, Laura helps high performers live empowered, fulfilling lives all while achieving their highest potential. She helps leaders focus on what really matters so that they can stop feeling out of control, become more effective with their time, and spend more time discovering doing what they love. And on this episode, we're going to get into some really amazing conversations that lit me up. We're going to talk about the evolution of coaching in this social media era that we've all found ourselves in. We're also going to be talking about how to keep the main thing the main thing while trusting the universe and breaking free from that box life, avoiding hustle culture, and stepping away from the rat race. I love Laura. She is so insightful. She has such a light about her, and I cannot wait to get into this podcast episode. So without further ado on the Ambitious podcast. Let's listen to the conversation that I had with Laura Noel. Laura, my beautiful friend, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to come and be a guest on the Abitches podcast. And I'm so excited to talk about Rat Race Reboot. Ah, me too. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. This is like, I feel like we're having a full circle moment here right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because-
0: <laughs> because you were just talking about when we were doing our work together, you were just like, hey, I think I want to write a book because this book needs to be written. And there's no other book in the space like this. And now I'm sitting here on my podcast, talking to you about this book, which I think is just oh, it's so freaking awesome. So congratulations. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it feels like just
1: yesterday, we were sitting at your house, talking about this idea of Well, one, a podcast, which then turned into a book and it, it yeah, it just- I have chills when you're saying that. Like literally I have chills all
0: over my body because me as a coach, there's nothing more that I selfishly get off on is when people that I've worked with do what they actually say that they're going to do. And you are literally the epitome of that person. And I commend you for it because a lot of people talk a big game, but they don't have the actual like- cojones to back it up and you know what they what they yeah. say that they're going to do they don't do and you are not that person so you're amazing and I cannot wait for everyone here to hear about your book and the whole process and what it's about because I know that this book is going to help so many women out there in ambitious land
1: yeah definitely I you know this has been a long time coming and it it was I, I want to say I thought about writing a book back in I think it was 2018 or 2019. And I was at one of Bob Proctor's events and there was a, a phenomenal lady there, Peggy McCall. And I actually... Oh, she, you know, that sounds familiar. Yeah. She's like a multiple time New York Times bestseller, um, worked directly with Bob Proctor. And I had an idea for a book and I even was so overwhelmed and, and consumed with emotion as I was sitting here in the audience, listening to her talk about writing books that i like jotted down um an outline and chapters wow. and it never manifested mm. it was like i wasn't ready then and then fast forward and then you and i are working together and so i ended up not writing that book which can happen right you can have great ideas to so write a book and everything kind of flows in the outline but maybe that gets written later maybe it wasn't meant maybe it was meant to just plant the seed so that you and I, when we were working together um, and the time was ready, you know, it was (laughs)
0: ripe, that's when that book was meant to be written. Absolutely. And that that happens all the time. Like there's so many ideas that I have. And then like, sometimes you just have to put them on the back burner, like let them simmer, let them marinate. Maybe they'll still be there when I'm ready. Or sometimes, as you know, sometimes like not that you were being rejected, but rejection is spirits protection, meaning like maybe if you did write that book, it would have like killed you physically, mentally, emotionally in the process. Maybe you didn't have the right people to have your back to give you, you know, their information. Because I know when I was writing my book, what really helped me is being surrounded by other women, especially that had already written books. And And it gave me like, I'm like, you know, some, some like push to be like, if she, no offense, you can write a book. I can fucking write a book. <laughs> yeah Right. And, yeah. and, and then have people like me, like the other women that you've worked with in the writing of this book, like give you advice and be like, Hey, why don't you do it like this? And I did it like that. And don't do it like this. Cause that doesn't work. And I think that that's when having like a group of other like-minded women around you to give that you that advice really helps. So maybe it just wasn't your time, but that woman did help get you inspired and plant that seed. And that's freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, a dream like that is meant to unfold. And so that did plant the seed and it did help me realize, hey, I do have a story inside of me. And I think we all do. Um, And it it just, it made it seem like it was possible. So then by the time we connected, it it was kind of, it was a natural progression. I, I remember, I still remember um coming up with the name do you remember that
0: yeah i remember what you yeah. were wearing you were sitting at my table at my house Yeah, and, and we were throwing all the words around and then we just started playing with the the like the same letters and just make it sound nice and all that and then you were like oh my god this is it and i was like fuck yes and then we just went for it <laughs> and again this is a true testament to who you are as a woman who you are as a coach and who you are as a leader because most people as soon as you know that great idea is like planted they would start going into imposter syndrome like, well, who am I to write a book? And who am I to do this? But it's like, who are you not to? Yeah. You know, you have gone through so much in your life. Your, your bio is incredible. And I know you actually on a personal, intimate level. So I know you in a different way. And what you brought to the table with this book is going to help catalyze not just women. I mean, I know Ambitious is a very female forward community and movement, but men and women from all across the globe who are just like, There is more out there to life than just going to work, driving in your box, going to sit in your cubicle, eating out of a box, driving home in the box, going to watch the box, (laughs) eating out of everything is box life. (laughs) Yeah. And I know that that is so not what you want because you're such a, even though you're very like, you're very pragmatic and you do things like a certain way and you're very like, you know, you think about everything and you're, and you're very cerebral. You're also like a free spirit. And you yep. want to travel, and you want to experience like life, and you want to suck the marrow out of it. And it's really difficult, as you know, to be a box life person, and you don't have that box life energy on a cellular level or in your soul. And you yep. really are breaking the boundaries with this book, so other than the fact that we're both fucking genius and we were doing all that beautiful work that day together, right? Because that's why it's so important to have people in your corner to like bounce ideas off of and and be creative with. And, you know, you're not an island unto yourself. But once we came up with the name and and you're like, damn, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to make this a book. I'm going to do all these things. How long, I mean, I know how long, but for the listeners out there, how long did it take you from that moment to actually getting out there and creating the podcast and creating the book?
1: Oh my gosh. It honestly, it didn't take that long because once, uh, we work together, I mean, here's the thing is like, I think it's so important to invest in yourself and invest in coaching with like-minded people, people who are doing things that you want to do, um, people you admire. And I, you know, I admire you and, um, and so I'm not the type of person who will invest in myself and then not do something. So it, I mean, you really helped pave the way and, and this is old school, opening your Rolodex to people you've worked with and different aspects of your writing and your work that enabled me to get into action immediately. I mean, just within, I don't know, a couple of months, really.
0: It was so quick.
1: It was fast. Yeah. The podcast was happening and I didn't feel ready, but I was moving into action so quickly and you and I were communicating every month. Um, that I didn't overthink it.
0: Yeah. And I think that was the key. And it's so true. And you are so much like me, where you're like, we're the talent. Like that's TV, (laughs) old TV language, right? It's like we are the talent. We know the shit. We want to show up. We want to smile. We want to look fabulous. And we want to like educate, entertain, and empower. Yeah. But we are not like the technical people. We don't want to do all the bullshit. And there's people out there that are like, I love to edit books. I love to do all of the typography in books. I like to do the actual layout of what the book will look like. Oh, I have a podcast recording studio. Just come with your information, do your podcast and get the fuck out of there, which I think that scares a lot of entrepreneurs that are in our space that like they want to write the book, they want to do the podcast, they want to, you know, post a certain way on social media, they want to do the reels and the lives and the YouTubes, but they don't have maybe the time or the technical ability or the or the know-how or even if they are really intelligent they're like how am I going to learn this brand new thing and that is part of the rat race reboot as well as like there's a seat for every ass. Like you don't have to stay in a cubicle working like your nine to five job just because you don't know how to make these things happen because there's all these people around you that will make it happen and then people will fight with me and I'm sure you get this a lot when you're coaching. I can't afford that. And it's like there are people out there that will do it for literally nothing and they'll do the best job in the whole entire world. There's companies like Fiverr, Mm -hmm. you know, and Upwork and all these different things where you can find people who are really amazing at what they do and you don't have to go and learn a whole new thing like how to podcast, how to write a book, how to edit a book, how to upload these things on KDP to Amazon. I mean, there's a lot of technical stuff, as you know, because you've been doing it. Right, um, that goes with all this creation, and that's why I was like, "Girl, don't." But don't be wasting your time learning how to do a podcast. Like, just go over to Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Yep. They will hook you up. And your podcast is amazing. And they do such a great job over there. And you're the talent. Uh, you it, show up. You look beautiful. I, you I, speak I, your <laughs> truth. You get the frig out of there. That's
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. It's it's one of those things that bogs a lot of people down. But the most important thing, and I, I say this to clients, too, and we know this, is your job is to figure out what you want, the what, and the how is none of your business, oh, really. I love that. And the you're right. I mean, we're surrounded by our solutions and the people who are ready to support us. I mean, there's so many ways to, you know, right, like, Get go to Fiverr or do some kind of trade or mastermind with a key core group of people who are like minded but have different skill sets and yes. you can trade and, and help each other. And and that's gonna bring your service or your product out there into the world much faster than if you were trying to
0: do it all yourself. I coach so many people, and I'm sure you do as well, where they're like, I want to do a podcast or I want to write a book. And I'm like, okay, we'll just do it. And they're like, but I'm not you. I don't have all these like, connections. I don't have all this money. I don't have all this. I'm like, what? Like it, It's not about that. It's like, we're all sitting on acres of diamonds and we're always looking out there in the periphery and out there in the world so far away for all of the things to help us to get to that place when we're literally sitting on all these people that like, you know, I mean, you could text me anytime and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And I'd be like, oh, don't do that. Do this. Or don't go to that person. Go to this person. And if you do well and you succeed for me as a coach and as a friend, I'm like, this is why I'm alive. Like, this is my right. definiteness of purpose. And I know that you feel the same exact way. It's such great advice.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 100%. And, I you know, I'm thinking even like, how our brain is wired, right? If we're thinking about why I can't do something or why I'm in lack, or I don't have the resources, your brain can't focus on how, how you can and how you can't at the same time. It just that's can't. Right. It's not how we're wired. And so you have to change the question, you know, how can I?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's It's just such simple advice. but it's not easy for people because they're so bogged in that hypnotic rhythm of the grooves of their brain and their old programming and their stories that they're married to. And I know that as a coach, that's something that you really work diligently is like helping people get out of that um, limiting self-belief that's been programmed from their family of origin and how they grew up, et cetera, et cetera. So tell me what was like the real inspiration Around Rat Race Reboot the book and also Rat Race Reboot the podcast.
1: Yeah. So all of that revolved around my my life and my personal story. That's what got me into teaching the science and psychology and the universal laws of, of changing paradigms and beliefs and results. Um, I was that person in the rat race. I was at the top of my military career, I'd served for 27 years. The top 1% got to the top ranks and as successful, and I'm saying this in air quotes, as I was on the inside, I was miserable because I had all the accolades. I got the awards. I was in charge of a bunch of different projects and things, but I was in the rat race. My footprint was everywhere and I wasn't really connecting with people. I didn't have the relationships that I really desired. Um, I was going through some personal turmoil. My husband and I were taking care of my father, who was terminally ill at one time, while going to grad school, while leading and getting promoted really quickly. And I remember um, saying to a friend who, at the time, she's a friend now, a really dear friend, but that was the closest connection I had as a friend. And we weren't even that close back then, which is crazy. So hard. Yeah. And I said, when is it going to be enough? When am I going to be enough? And how and, many people do you know ask that question to themselves? Oh my gosh, zero. So many. Well, it's it's like yeah, there's got to be more to life than this, right? And that's the, the that's how I felt at that time. Yeah, um, but I realized that unless something changed, I would never, in my own mind, be enough. And that's when I decided to get out of the rat race, out of the grind, and figure figure out who I was to begin with and figure out what do I really want and how do I align myself with what's going on outside of me. Mm. And that's when that, it all
0: started. Do you think you were just so in that hustle culture and the grind and like every day waking up and like, what can I do more to fill that like heart size hole in my soul that you almost didn't have even the time or the wherewithal to even sit in your shit and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Because that's like how that I mean, your story is resonating so much with me, because yeah. I think people see uh, people like us from the outside. And they're like, oh, they have it all figured out, you know, and it's like, uh, huh. not till probably the last like maybe five years where I really stepped into my power. And I was like, I'm looking outside for my happiness when the kingdom isn't here. Yeah, And then my happiness is in here. And when we're born, we're equipped with everything that we need inside of ourselves to feel happy and content and joyful in our core desired feelings and all those things. But we're always like, if I just get this promotion, if I just get this car, if I just go on that trip, if I just date this person, if I just, and it's like, it never, it never fixes anything. So do you think no. that you were just so deeply entrenched in the hustle and the grind that you couldn't even like see your own nose in front of your face?
1: I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly it. I, I didn't know. And I operated that way for years. Um, and I was striving for that next promotion and the next accolade and the next opportunity. And where was my next job going to be? Um, I, I didn't know and I didn't have time. I would, I would come home exhausted. Um, and everything else was suffering. Yes. As a result of it. Um, so I, I didn't know. It, it was just an epiphany at that time where I was like,
0: yeah, I, this is crazy. What am I doing? Did you have like a, a dark night of the soul? Did you have something that like jarred you into that to be like, whoa? Or were you just like one day you just woke up and God spoke through you and you were, and he was like, what are you doing, bitch?
1: Like, this <laughs> <Yeah>. is <done."> good. <laughs> well, it's so funny because for me, um, you know, I was... Mentally and emotionally abusing myself and putting myself in the rat race, running the ma- literal marathons. And I'm not a marathon runner. Right. I, but I've see those just, pictures. Yeah, yeah. So, and doing the half Ironman, doing a figure competition, and Animal. like not eating. Right. So those aren't my truth. It was it was like a bucket list thing to do, but it was just a thing to do. And I, what I noticed was every time I reached a goal, like a really big goal that would seem big from the outside looking in, I'd be like, yeah. I didn't feel joy. Um and that's that's when it it dawned on me that what what is this all for? It's sad. It's it it was really sad because I I never felt so lonely. Um at that time and yet I was, you know, popular or yeah. you know,
0: do, you know, doing the things. It's so funny that you just said that because I felt the same way when I was having like my awakening yeah. and it wasn't if I think about it now, and I think that you'll resonate with this, and I think this might be also part of like your truth, is we weren't lonely for the people. We were actually lonely for our own authentic selves. Like we were like longing to know the person who truly was behind all of the bullshit. Yeah. And like to me, there's nothing more worthwhile in the world than to really just know who the fuck you are. And like that you that you're maybe not like the rest of the the crowd. Like, I think that that's a hard thing for people like us to really come to terms with because we want to be liked. We want to be loved. We want to fit in, right? We want to have friends. We want to be all these things. But at the end of the day, I know for my fact, and I don't know if this is your truth too, but I was like being someone I wasn't just for that. And I felt so removed from my true self, which is at the end of the day, it's your North star to know who you truly are. And when you truly know, like, eh, I don't like that. No, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Like this doesn't make me feel good, but yeah. you see everybody else doing it. And you're like, well, this is just what we do in the rat race. This is just how we show up in the yeah. three dimensional reality. And it's like, I want to red pill myself and I want to get the hell out of the matrix. And I know that that's what you did to yourself.
1: Yeah. I, I wasn't honoring myself. Um, I started having kind of inklin inklings of who I was but I would try to suppress that to fit in. Yeah. Um and I I felt that. It just I felt very restless, not satisfied, not fulfilled, and I felt like something
0: was wrong with me
1: and I didn't know what.
0: And when did you really say to yourself no more I'm not doing this. I'm like really getting getting the frig out of this world and I'm going to step into my power and just be who I know that God put me here to be.
1: Yeah. So, um, so when I asked that question, you know, when is it going to be enough? That's when I lived in the New England area. But very shortly after that, uh, my husband and I got stationed in Hawaii, and maybe a year and a half later, it started. I started feeling that same feeling. I mean, I got this great job in Hawaii. I was selected for it, um, and I was on a movie set as a background person. And this girl was uh, reading this book, and it was about leadership of self, and um, she was reading stuff out loud going, oh my God, that's so good. And I'm like, that's good. I want some of that. So I was curious, and I followed my curiosity without really knowing what I was getting into, and I went to a um, personal development seminar presentation. This
0: is always how it goes.
1: Yep. And they like, were talking about same it. Same thing with yeah. me. I'm yeah. like, oh, there's a whole other world out there that I don't yeah. know about. I had no idea. And, you know, some people would take, it would take them years to actually do the seminar. I didn't know this person. She invited me to the thing. I'm like, yep, sign me up. I want some of that. I'm in. Done.
0: Let's do it. I do you and remember that, who it was. Like, who was this? Who was the person that was speaking?
1: Yes. Oh, I'm friends with her now. Um, her, well, her name was Crystal Bowie.
0: That sounds familiar, too.
1: Yeah, um, she was a newscaster. Actually, she just has a phenomenal book that came out too. Um, and yeah, and she's an awesome human being. But that's who introduced me to this world. And wow. um, I'm, you know, to this day, we're still connected. Uh, but it, it really turned my world upside down and all around. And uh, my
0: life took a complete 180. Did you question like that weekend or how, I don't know how many days the seminar was, but did you question like your whole life that weekend? Were you just like, whoa?
1: Yeah. And you know, what's funny is what I didn't realize is because prior to that, I had so much turmoil within myself. I didn't like myself very much. And as a result... It would impact my marriage, mm. not not intentionally, but you know how couples spills over. Yeah, it spills over. Like sometimes we'll fight over the cleaning and blah, blah, blah. But I would create these arguments in my head and I didn't see it until I was sitting in the seminar. At the beginning of the seminar, I'm like, mm, my husband needs to come to this. And then by day three, that argument about the house cleaning that I would create in my head, I came in on Sunday night after three days of the seminar and I'm like, hey, babe, thanks for vacuuming the house. And he goes, You bet. Who are you and what have you done with my husband? And it wasn't him that changed. I just gave him somebody different to respond to because of the realizations that I had
0: in that class. And that's so such a good point because so many people I coach, and I'm sure this is the same with you, they say like, my husband is this and my mother did this and she says that and my sister does this to me. And it's like, no, but you need to change yourself around the people because you're giving your power away by allowing what you think is their energy to come into your periphery and fuck up your day. Absolutely. It's it's not a them thing. It's an us thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So then from there, how did you know that you were like, if I keep living the way I'm living, like I can't go on like for 30, 40, 50 more years like this, like that is hell.
1: Yeah, yeah, so for me personal development became a lifelong journey. And so that weekend, so I took like 2 years of very intensive work. So that weekend um turned into a week long thing, then a 10 day thing and then an you know, an annual thing and then other experiences. So it's it's something that's a part of my life now. Um and that was back in 23rd, December of 2013 was wow. when I went to that first seminar so t- over, and, 10 year,
0: over 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah. Wow. And I'm still
1: involved at PSI seminars, PSI yes. personal success Institute. Um, I'm in a program with them right now. Um, so yeah, that's when I met Bob Proctor. That's when I, um, became aware of Dr. Joe Dispenza. So I'm always, you know, looking for things that just will help me grow and expand because, you know, we're meant to grow and expand.
0: Right. Do You don't want to say the same. No one no. wants that. Absolutely not. It's funny that you have a Joe Dispenza connection because when I had my spiritual awakening, I had older girlfriends of mine. They were like 10 years older than me, but I was very like, I was older anyways, the way I thought, the way I acted. Yeah. And they were like, you got to come to this guy. His name is Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's going to change your life. And I was like, ah, uh, I'll go. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. they have booze? Like, what's what's the food like? You know, is there anything going on? And it was at Kripalu. Yeah. and I remember being and you came to Capallo and I did Capallo, right? and um, that was like 15 years after my first experience with Joe Dispenza. I remember being in his his lecture and being like, "This guy's fucking crazy! What the hell is this guy talking about? Quantum physics and rewiring your brain and thinking differently and all this shit." And now this is literally my my only way I speak and the only way that I talk and the only way that I think and act. And I know that you're the same thing. Yeah, and we have adopted so many of these principles from you know dr joe and from bob proctor may he rest in peace that was such a loss for the community in the last when did he pass last year last year yeah it was horrible and as soon as he passed i thought of you because i know how close you guys were but i mean most of the people that i'm friends with most of the people that i hang out with most people i do podcasting with and they all are on that same trajectory of personal development and the people that are like oh that personal development shifts for the birds and i'm like okay, look at my life and Laura's life and look at your friggin' life. Like yeah. something's something's got to give and there is a common denominator and it is working on yourself. And you know, you and I are both coaches and we have coaches. Yep. That's huge. Yeah. Because most people are like, I'm I'm a coach. I don't need a coach. And I'm like, oh my God, like how small minded are you to not have a coach as a coach? We need coaches more than the lay people need coaches.
1: Yeah. I, I've Actually, I've talked to coaches who were looking for a coach, but they wouldn't invest in themselves, and they're, like, wondering why they're not getting clients. Oh, my God. That makes right. me want to
0: friggin' punch a baby. What? Really? <laughs> that is the dumbest yeah. shit ever. Yeah. But I've, I've seen that stuff, too. I've seen that yeah. stuff, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when you started down this path and you were like addicted to it because I was the same way you're like I gotta go to the bigger thing and I gotta go to the yep. next retreat and I gotta walk on fire and I gotta like
1: <laughs> <laughs> sit on I haven't glass. done that yet I've done the arrow in the neck oh <laughs> that's the
0: arrow in the neck is scary that is the, scary that's so shamanic but like yeah. and I have a neck problem I think I was like burned at the stake or choked to death in a past life so anything <sighs> around my neck I can't yeah. stand the feeling so the arrow around, down the neck was like oh, 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 oh. that was scary yeah but yeah we'll have to walk on fire maybe we'll make that happen in Madeira oh yes <laughs> I've never done that. Matt was the head of Tony Robbins's fire team. I'm uh, count me in. All right. We're going to burn some (laughs) shit in Portugal. We got to get, do we have to get a fire permit over there? (laughs) Oh my God. I can't wait. So when you were like, okay, I, this is what I want. This has changed my life. When did you really pull away from like what you call the rat race? Like what year do you think it was? Was it after two, it was right after 2013 or? Um, so I was
1: in the, all of that personal development stuff, um, probably in 2016. Um, oh no, 2015. I kept for years, I kept having this urge to get yoga teacher certified and I don't know why. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like I'm not going to be a yoga teacher and, and you know, it's not covered by my tuition assistance. I'm not going to do it. And then I was like, Laura Noel, just do it. Cause you want to. And that opened up um, a class that was free on the North End in Hawaii about yoga philosophy. And we read um, Autobiography of a Yogi Yogi, and we studied that book. Yeah. Um, That's what really opened me up to the spirituality. And um, I started teaching yoga uh, at my organization on the base for free, you know, whoever wanted to come after work. But that's when I had my aha. I said to myself, okay, I'm, I'm not going to retire for another three years. I'm going to stay until 30. And, um, but as I was teaching, I said, if I could bottle this up into a curriculum, I was running a leadership school at the time. Um, if I could bottle this yoga stuff up somehow in a curriculum, that would be awesome. Well, right after that, in 2016, I saw Bob
0: Proctor at an event and I'm not, an extrovert i am actually an introvert i know but that I, and i am too yeah, i mean are yeah. the same like we can yeah. turn it on but we, yeah. we're not we're like, like, like power yeah. save yeah. but
1: i shot up in front of the audience grabbed the mic and said how do you know when you found your purpose and bob proctor started dialoguing with me and he was like we got something you'd be great at let's get in contact after this long story short not in three years did i retire but I submitted my retirement in three months. I was Whoa. sitting at my desk at work, going through some of this mindset work that I now coach. And I just had this epiphany. Like I knew in my soul, I have goosebumps that I have control over my life. Like we know this intellectually, but I I felt it. I knew it was it. visceral. It, it was, was cellular. Visceral. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I <gasps> I pushed away from my desk, went to my computer, went retire. And then I told my
0: husband, I'm like, Ooh.
1: oh, I did a thing today at work.
0: <laughs> Every hair on my whole body yeah. is standing straight up. It's yeah. like so, it's just like, that is so divine what happened to you. But yeah. it just goes to show you and it shows the all the women in the audience that are listening. You got to follow the breadcrumbs and you got to really let your intuition speak to you. And you do not have to speak back to it in any way. You just let it come through you because what do we do as like, left-brained scientific mathematical pragmatic people were like this is wrong this is crazy this <laughs> it is doesn't wild. make sense right but it's the wildest shit yeah and the most outrageous audacious stuff that brings you to the place where you are living in your purpose which is what you're doing now
1: absolutely and you know what's so funny because you said left-brained I was in a creative career field for many years and I my background in the Air Force for a large part of my career was as a vocalist so I know. I'm around right creative position right. yes um so I would I would tell myself I that I was right-brained and I would but I didn't feel creative and so just in the recent year year and a half I've embraced the fact that I'm actually analytical and Lark. I love it
0: yeah <laughs> I and didn't it's okay know that. And, and it's, it's okay. okay. Yeah, because I think, yeah, because <laughs> I think, you know, I also sing and I was in theater yeah. and television, all that stuff. And I always feel like oh, I can't be too, you know, analytical and all these things. But it's like, sometimes you need to be. Yeah. You know, sometimes you need to be because sometimes if you get a little too woo woo and it's a little too out there, yeah. people unfortunately don't take you seriously. But like, I love how you, when you speak, you say the woo woo shit, but you back it up with facts and you back it up with stories and science. Yeah which to me is the best of both worlds, right? I think so, yeah. So, okay, so you're like, I'm retiring, I did a thing, and then what happens?
1: Yeah, so then um, within three, well, actually, I was totally out within six months. I had already started my business, and within 18 months, working half the time, I tripled my income. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah,
0: insane. And you know why? Because you listened to your inner guide and yeah. I always tell people when you demonstrate for the universe and you demonstrate for God, like what's your truth, mm-hmm. God will go and the universe will go like 10 steps ahead of you and like just make all the crooked places straight. You just got to trust it. It's But it's scary.
1: Well, you know, what was really scary as a, a type A overachiever. Um, I don't know anyone know, like that. I don't know anyone like that. So I was approaching my coaching just like I was in the grind in my business and Bob Proctor... Um, I was in trying to build my business on the weekends and at night so I could make a smooth transition. And he said, I only want you to talk to two people a week. <gasps> That's it. Wow. And it felt like somebody gave me permission to be lazy and yes. they took the weight of the world off my shoulders. Yes. That's when my business
0: exploded. I'm telling you, I feel this. I feel this. I I've been feeling that like that with my own business where it's like, We got to stop trying to like do the most and keep up with the Joneses and put the square peg in the round hole and go at everything in such a frantic, hectic way. If sometimes if you just like I say I call it like off. Remember that movie Office Space? Yeah. Like just office space that shit like do the most, but don't do it in like a frantic And guess what? There's going to be days where you are going to just like watch Netflix and eat fucking chubby hubby and live your best life. And like, why is that lazy? What if like that one day where you're just like not doing anything, like not doing anything, using my quotation fingers, is like what's actually going to fill your body up with life force energy so that like tomorrow you can go out and get three new clients?
1: Yep, exactly.
0: You know? So when you're you're coaching people now, are you doing it mostly in a one-on-one sense? Or are you are you doing it in group coaching? What do you What's going on with Rat Race Reboot and Laura Noel right now at this moment?
1: Yeah, so um, in the new year, I kind of put the group coaching to rest, and so I'm doing a lot of facilitations. Nice. Um, yeah, so I'll teach mindset for organizations. Um, you know, if there's a time management class, you know, that three quarters of it's going to be your mindset around Absolutely. time, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm doing more of that. And then one-on-one clients come from that, but I don't take that many one-on-one clients. It's mostly like the teaching, the yes, group teaching.
0: I love that. Yeah. And now with Rat Race Reboot, the book, mm-hmm. who is, who is it in your opinion? Who is this for? Like paint the picture for me and the listeners out there that are like, I want to buy this book because Boom.
1: Ah, uh, this is for leaders, um entrepreneurs who are feel like they're they're running in ten million different directions, um kind of succumbing to everybody else's expectations of their own and they're putting themselves last. And at the end of the day, they feel depleted and it's like they're doing all this work, and it's important work, but it's also at the expense of having the life and the relationships that they truly desire. And this is for those people who want to learn a different way to think, just like Bob told me, instead of talking to 20 people on a Saturday and 20 people on a Sunday, talk to two. Um, I want you to learn to leverage all aspects of your mind, not just the analytical part of it, which is a tool, but the intuitive part of it. And that's a big part of what I teach so that you can find ease and flow in the work that you're doing, not doing all of the things, but doing the right things that align. And so you trust yourself and those things have the most impact and move you forward much
0: faster. You're so right. Oh my God. It's like giving me like all the feels right now because, (laughs) you know, I've been in the coaching space for 20 plus years. And the way that we kind of got brought up in the late nineties, early two thousands is like, You want to coach 100 clients a week. You want to be trading your time for money. There was no way to scale up and have like, you know, I have my app and you have, we have podcasts, we have books. There was, that wasn't like a thing. And social media was definitely not a thing. So we couldn't really reach the masses, you know, unless we got like a big book deal or a television show or something like that, which is like, that's one in a billion people, you know, that end up having that kind of experience. And I really, truly believe what you're saying is, is 100%. It's resonating with me because God has been telling me lately, this is like the, the number one thing that I've been hearing in my mind every day is like, make the main thing, the main thing
1: yeah. and don't
0: major in minor things. I think Jim Rohn Ooh, once said that, that. Yeah. like don't major in minor things. And I was talking to a coaching client that I have had for years and she's a multiple seven figure earner. Okay. And I asked her, I said, what, what is the biggest thing that's like plaguing you in your everyday business? She goes, Katie, I'm just spread so fucking thin. And I'm like, but you have one job. Like, how are you spread thin? And she's like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like every day I wake up, I hit the ground running. Um, There's never enough time. I'm trying to squeeze everything in. I'm trying to do everything. And then at night, I put my head on the pillow and I just feel like a fucking disaster. And I just feel like my relationships are suffering. I don't get to see my nieces and nephews. I don't get to see my mom and dad. I don't. When, even when I'm on vacation, I'm freaking got my laptop on the beach and I'm like, oh my God, okay, <laughs> you did a you talk to Laura Noel because she's the queen of this and she would, <laughs> she would be spanking your ass if she heard this bullshit, right? Yeah. But how many people that we know that are, they look so successful on the outside, but they are fucking fried and they're dying on the inside and a lot of them hate what they friggin' do, yeah. even though they're living the dream compared to like what most people think the dream is. Do you see this a lot? I do, I
1: do, and and unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize they have control. they can only see it one way, right um, and then the small fraction of time where they're awake and actually enjoying their enjoying their life, yeah, barely. The, yeah the the frustration is spilling out in their language and what they're saying and what you know, so it, are they really enjoying their life? you know, you're at work. A, a majority of your awake time,
0: right? Um, how can you make it enjoyable? And sometimes people just can't see their way out. Yeah, I said to myself this year, I said, "How can you get paid for having fun with your friends?" That, that is my whole like. This is the why I created the Ambitious app. Yeah, because I'm like, how can I get paid for having fun? With my friends and giving them advice and coaching them. Cause I always already do that with my friends anyway. That's just who I am, right? Yeah. But how can I get paid for this? And how can I not trade my time for money any longer? And that's when the app thing came. And for you it was to do the podcast. It was to step away from all the you know, the group coaching and a lot of the one on one coaching and facilitating more education and being able to reach masses amount of mass amount of people over like okay, Tina, what's going on this week with your husband? Is he still a loser? You know, it's like, oh my God, just shoot me, right? And there's so many people that that's how they're living every and every day. So if you had to give some really like advice from the book, maybe take some like just some principles and some tools from Rat Race Reboot so the ambitious ladies can get a little taste of that. Yeah, What would you say if someone's in that, in the shit pit, they're they're waking up every day they're living groundhog day right they're they're going to their cubicle they have no time with their children they haven't blown had a hair blowout since the reagan administration right like their <laughs> yeah. their hair on their legs is like you could braid it what would you tell these people like what what is your advice well first you got to figure
1: out who you are and in order to do that you have to set fierce boundaries and carve out even just 15 minutes for yourself a day so that you could think, you know, um, because if, if you don't know what you want or who you are or who you want to be, the solutions aren't going to come. You're just going to attract more of what you are. We attract who we are by virtue of the thoughts that we continually think of. So to get clear, you have to know who you are, and you have to know what you want. And in order to do that, again, you gotta you gotta carve that quiet time out for yourself. I, I don't love care. How you just said
0: quiet time too, because people are like, quiet. I'm listening to a podcast and no. I'm working out and I'm baking cookies. I'm like, no, 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 mm, no, no. Sit in your sacred space in your home where there's just quiet, even ten minutes, fifteen minutes, like you said, and just ask God or the universe or whatever you believe in. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here because I need answers because I'm lost or I feel alone or I feel overwhelmed or I'm scared or I'm hesitant, like help me work through me, give me the answers every time. I know that you and I both do this. Yeah. The answers always come
1: when you're relaxed, yes. right? Yeah. 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 And that's when you have the epiphany when you're in the shower or on the toilet. Right?
0: Oh, all the time. I'm like, <laughs> me, me and Kim Fox are like, damn, we need to shit and fuck shower more because that's where all the good stuff comes. The good in. stuff
1: comes. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is once you get a clear image of who you want to be become that person now in the things that you're doing and i ask people to write a list of 50 things that they would have or do or be once they reach their goal and do a piece of that to the greatest extent that you can so if you you know would have somebody cleaning your house every week maybe and it's not feasible right now to do that then maybe just do it once a season or you know once to feel what that feels like because you want to get in the feeling feeling is the conscious awareness of the energy you're in and that's your point of attraction and that's the solutions. You're going to find solutions that are in harmony, not with what you think, but with how you feel.
0: Right. Like yeah. people will say to me, you know, because I do a lot of um, coaching and health and wellness mm-hmm. and people will say to me, well, I can't wear that dress until I lose the 20 pounds. And I'm like, no, bitch, buy the dress, put some fucking spanks on and go wear that shit out and live your best life and let your husband think that you are the 10 that you are. And guess what? The weight release will come because you allow yourself to have that demonstration of trusting in the universe. It's the same thing with yeah. like, um, people will buy something nice, like a nice purse or nice shoes or a nice coat, and they'll say, "Oh, I'll wear that like when I lo- actually am physically rich." I'm like, "Bitch, wear the Louis Vuitton now! Like wear yeah. it now! Like don't wait until you know." I'm not going. I'm not saying go out and buy frivolous bullshit if you can't afford it. But right. maybe you can't afford the Chanel bag. Buy the coach bag. Buy the Michael yeah. Kors bag and just like rock that shit. Just to give yourself that sense of like, how do you desire to be consumed by the people around you? Like, how do you want to show up and yeah. be that person now? And then you will become that person in all the other ways. But people are like, I'm waiting for the thing. And it's like, bitch, you're You'll gonna be waiting, waiting for the rest of your Yes. Yeah. Absolutely freaking lootly. Okay. Keep going. This is so good. This is gold.
1: Yeah. So, um, so understand who you are, understand what you want, um, write your list of 50 things and then make decisions like the person you want to become. So ask yourself, you know, if you are, I I remember somebody said this and I remember this vividly, uh, when he wanted to just get more fit When before he would eat or order food, he would say, what would, you know, Michael, the athlete order?" Yes. And so you're you're making decisions like the person that you see in your mind, right? Yes. Um so I would say those, you know, three things, you'll start to see changes in your life and 100%. doing those consistently, yeah.
0: Yeah. How long do you think that it really takes for someone to totally leave the rat race from like someone who is deeply entrenched in it? They're stuck in the 9 to 5, they're in the cubicle, you know, the whole thing. How long do you think feasibly it would take if they read your book and they really started to put the tools into play? What have you seen from the people that you've coached from point A (sighs) to point Z?
1: Yeah. You know, what I find when people are consistently showing up, and this is when they are doing these things and being coached, three months feels like a magic thing. Now, it doesn't mean that the changes are stuck. You want to continue doing the work, but... I've had clients who started out didn't know what they wanted were working in a job, a great job and then ended up you know starting their business and and living their best life. Um, recently I was working with somebody who was um in a, a tech company and just high up in the the leadership rung just pulled in a multitude of directions and it was just like, actually within three months, he started seeing things kind of lift a little bit and some space be created throughout his day um, to where some people were taking some of the workload off of him and he could have more family time. So it really consistently, if you keep showing up for yourself within 12 weeks or so, you'll start to see, you'll start to look back
0: and, and notice. And what is your advice for the people that like, they're going good, they're on a good tear and all of a sudden they have a bad day and they kind of fall off the wagon? Get back up.
1: Right. It's because your results are a reflection of your past thinking. That's it. That's it. Don't make it anything that it isn't.
0: It's so simple. It really, truly is. Oh my God. All right. Any other really incredible takeaway tools, tips that you can give from this book? Because I want to get into also how they can get it when it's coming out and all that good stuff, which is so exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, one of the things that I talk about in the book is how to be in command of self, no Mm. matter the circumstance.
0: Tell me more about that.
1: Yeah. So typically, we live through our five senses, through what we see, taste, touch, smell, and hear. And those are the things that drive us into reaction mode. Uh, We're on autopilot most of the time, but what I teach people is how to leverage their mental faculties so that they live from the inside out as opposed to circumstance outside in. And we get into how to leverage your imagination, your intuition, your reasoning, your will, your memory, and your perception. Those are your mental faculties. And once you really um, get a sense of practicing different scenarios, that you might be going through different challenges and using those as your point of support you'll see the
0: world in a completely different way. 100%. It's so, fr- and I think that also the people that you're talking about too are constantly in reaction mode. Like the stimulus is presented to them and they feel, I gotta react. I have to react. I have to react. Yeah. And sometimes like to leave the rat race and to really step into your power is like, I'm gonna sit back. I don't have to react. I don't have to give my power to this. Like not everything that happens in our lives just demands this reaction. And I think that we're all like living in this like constant fight or flight, like stimulus. stimulant. We're almost like rats living in a Skinner box. Like I'm pressing the cocaine button. I'm pressing the sugar button. I'm getting shocked. <laughs> like it's just it's crazy, you know, and yeah. we are addicted to dopamine in this world through social media and all these different yeah. things. And I love how you just put it so like we don't have to do this. Like we can really like let our inner guide. Be the one that helps us navigate, and we don't have to do what everyone else is doing. We don't have to think and show up the way that everyone else is because we're using a different navigating system than the one that the ninety exactly. percent of the population is actually using. Right? Yeah, yeah. When it's did about y- responding versus it, reacting, it yep. is. Oh, I love. See, I love that. When did you really feel like you were liberated from the rat race? Like, was there a moment that you were like, "Oh shit!" Like, I actually am really living like what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, it, it honestly it was shortly after I I worked with Bob um, back in 2017 when he really he gave me that advice and and taught me how to to be out of the rat race, you know, because I was reading his books and I but that's it, there's a different thing between reading it and putting it into action. Yeah, you, know, you want to do both. Um, that's when I noticed.
0: And now, what is your life now? Laura Noel living out of the rat race. What is it like what is it like for you? I mean, I know what it's like cuz I get to experience some fun things with you and and do different fun things with you and we're going yeah. away together to Portugal yeah. in a couple in a couple of weeks which is so exciting. Yeah. What is living out of the rat race now look for you? Like what is it like?
1: Yeah. Well, I probably travel like one week out of every month generally. It's awesome. Um I connect with friends and we talk about what Kind of experience we want to have and we book trips. I love to travel. Um, I do that with my husband a lot. We go to concerts a lot. Um, it's great because we can visit family and be there for family. I love having the freedom to um, just do impromptu kind of, hey, let's go for coffee. Or j- I like connecting with other women. Even though I was in the service for so long, there weren't that many women. Um, so I really make it a point to. Just cultivate relationships that I wasn't really
0: doing previously. Right. And it you're waking good. you're waking up on your own. No waking one's telling, up on my own. No yes. one's telling you to get up. Yep. No. You're no. you're you're going for coffee. You're going for lunch. You're making your own schedule. You do what you want to do. You have freedom of fi- you have financial freedom. Yep. You have time freedom. You have location freedom. You can literally do the work that you're doing now anywhere in the world.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've recently, um, we had a condo in Hawaii that we had since 2018. We just recently sold it, but I would go there for a month at a time. Um, and I'd be like, see ya, babe, come see me if you want. But I would just go there and uh, I would work from my condo or, and then I would go see friends and I'd go to the beach and then I would fly home. So it, really I
0: could be anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is most people's dreams. Every yeah. person that I coach, I always say like, what what about my life do you love so much why do you want to coach me cuz i like to know like i want to get into people's minds and people will say to me i just love how you you could just do whatever the hell you want whenever the hell you want you make your own schedule you have really fierce boundaries you say no you can travel you have financial freedom you can work from anywhere in the world like to me freedom and we've talked about this before is like freedom is my number one core desired feeling yeah like, is it also yours? Like, you're just like, I'm a free bitch. Get out of my way.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like connected, joyful, healthy, wealthy, and free. Oh,
0: it's, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And when yeah. and when you really taste what true freedom is, which both of us have, mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing better than anything in the world. I don't give a shit what you put in front of me. That to me is the most precious thing of my life. And I've worked 20 years to get to this place. And you've worked a hell of a long time to get to this place too. And I know that you and I both have this um, common goal is to help awaken as many people to know that they do create the reality. Yeah. So if you're not where you desire to be, it's no one's fault except your own because there's all these tools and there's all these resources that are out there for free, by the way. Yeah. And you're just not obviously picking the, to the right tool to use for the right job.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's really interesting is it doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to experience this kind of freedom because I've worked with clients who love the work that they do, but they were bogged down by all of these other things. So sometimes we don't say no to things and because we don't know who we would be if we weren't the go-to for everything else or everyone else. So you can create that freedom where you are. I've had people work with me who were, um, how, how would you imagine your job? if you could have it anyway, And then they created that. So they did have freedom,
0: yeah. you know, and then they um, realized they had it And all. And sometimes all you have to do is know what you want. And then, and then ask, ask yes. and receive. Exactly. I mean, it's really, I mean, yeah. it's written in the Bible. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's a universal law. It's a, but thing. <laughs> it's a thing. But people don't want to, they just think, well, this is just the cards I've been dealt and this is the job. And it's like, How do you know if you don't go to your boss, your manager and say, you know, I'm not really happy right now in these three ways. Can we fix it by doing A, B, C, and D? I bet they would love to have someone like you go to them and say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not thinking outside the box because they're just trying to manage all the people's, you know, what they're doing in their everyday job. Yeah. Get through. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. So tell everybody about the book because I know it's not out now because when this podcast airs, um, it's going to be in... Early April, yeah. So we're film. We're actually recording this early. We're recording this in March. So when is like? What's the timeline? Because and obviously you know I'll keep all my people abreast of everything that's going on. (laughs) Thank you. Tell me what your thoughts are of like when is the book coming out? All that good stuff.
1: Yeah. So we'll officially launch mid June. I'll start doing pre sales soon, but in the meantime. Uh, we have, we'll have a link. It's, uh, Laura Noel, You don't nice. have to remember this
0: backslash we'll put it in the show notes when, yeah. when it comes out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's backslash rat race reboot. You can go there just to, um, stay in the loop of when things are coming out. Um, and then also, um, you'll get my lo- newsletter and
0: all that's. And all that wonderful stuff. Yes. So I'll definitely keep you posted. And then where can people listen to your your podcast, Rat Race Reboot?
1: Yeah. Go to ratracereboot.com. You can find any one of the sources where you might listen to your podcast or
0: watch them. It's all there on that site. That's awesome. Do you have any like parting words for all the ladies out there in a bitch's land just to speak victory into them and let them know like they're creating their reality and they don't have to live like this, whether They are an entrepreneur or they're a stay-at-home mom or they're the freaking crossing guard at their kid's school. It doesn't matter what they're doing, that they don't have to live in the rat race any longer.
1: You know, if you have visions, dreams, desires for things, there's a reason. There's a reason for that. It's because it's meant for you. Um, Why is it? And I remember one of uh, my other coaches said, why is it that somebody else doesn't have your same dreams? Hello, because Hello. they're meant for you. They're meant for you to realize yes. that's the truth.
0: That's your truth. Oh, I love that. That's so freaking good. Laura, this was so fun. I could literally talk to you for 20 million hours, but don't <laughs> worry. We'll have our time when we're drinking our uh, Madeira wine and Yay! we're living our best life in Portugal. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> Me too. And- um. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to do this. I know the girls are going to just lo- love this. It was so inspirational. And I'm I'm like on fire right now because I'm not even in the rat race. And I'm like, i got to get out of even more of the rat race.
1: Yeah, let's create more ease and flow.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for that. Oh, you guys. This is absolutely priceless. When this book comes out and you purchase this book, it's going to freaking blow you away. It's going to knock your socks off. In the meantime, listen to Laura's podcast, Rat Race Reboot, on all the places where you consume your podcast. And in the meantime, don't forget to stay ambitious, and I will see you next Tuesday.